The following program is a paid commercial, which has been paid for by the advertiser, whose products and or services are featured in this program. I'm feeling the good Hey, hey, Marvelous Melissa, we're back. Hello, Super Cheryl, we are back. Guess yes. who didn't escape? Woo! <laughs> yes. <saying>. Yes. <laughs> Miss A.T. Annabelle Benavid. I love Shackles that. had something to say. <laughs> right. No, no, she's lying. That's kind not what's going on here. Kind of pulling on the side. You gotta stay. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just <laughs> she, kidding. I, think she, I think she likes us. Natural. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes, no. Perfect. So, um... We wanted to start this episode off and talk about your passion, which we're very excited about. It happens to be near and dear to our hearts for different reasons, which we'll dive into as well. Um, But I want to ask a little bit about yourself. You know, what was your previous life before coming to Region 19, the Education Service Center? And then a little bit of what brought you there. So maybe you could take us on that journey. Okay, so I have to go way, way back. Sounds good. (laughs) Uh, Because I've been doing this for 30 years. And so I decided I would become a bilingual teacher because I, at one time, had a great ESL teacher. And so, you know, it's about giving back, right? But at the same time, I also had some teachers who were not so good. And so, um, again, giving back, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so um, my passion, I think is because of both. I had good experiences and bad experiences. And always at the forefront have been those bilingual kiddos. Um, And so I have been a bilingual, a dual language teacher. I started out in Las Cruces, New Mexico. And um, I did the 90-10 back then, and I've done the 50-50. I did some ESL during the summer schools. Wait. Time out, Annabelle. What's 90-10 and 50-50? Oh, oh, oh. I was like, is that salary? Ninety <laughs> <laughs> percent was here. To- Sorry. Uh, no, that, that's, a, that's a very good question. So there are different dual language program models. Oh, okay. And okay. So most of the models here are 50-50, meaning 50% of the time it's spent in one language and then the other 50% in the other. Okay. And around here is English and Spanish, Spanish. right? Okay. And in Las Cruces, I had a 90-10, which was 90% in Spanish and then 10% in English. And then in second grade, 80% Okay. like that until you get to the Mm 50-50. And so there's advantages to both the 90-10 and the the 50-50. But ultimately, they, they, they are both the best programs to implement for our kiddos Um, better than ESL you know because Mm -hmm. um, research has shown that for decades and decades Mm -hmm. and decades and ESL is total immersion is that what it is? ESL is is just that English as a second language if you look it up on the Texas Education Agency chapter 89 it will tell you the Mm -hmm. goal is to learn English exactly you learn English you learn English so a lot of kiddos by second third grade they have lost their Spanish. Spanish. And that's where you have the no sabo kids. Right. right. No sabo. They can't speak to their grandparents. Right. They can't even speak to their parents sometimes because mm-hmm. we've taken that away from them. That was me. I was a no sabo kid. You're a no sabo kid. No sabo kid. Yeah. Yes. Because yeah. the ESL, you know, the, yeah. and, and 
not only the ESL, but society tells you. Yes. Right. Society tells right. you that English is, yes. mm-hmm. you know, yeah. accepted, respected, and nothing else is right. good enough. I remember my daughter when she was probably, she was a little toddler. Mm-hmm. And um, I was speaking to her in Spanish. And the lady at the candy store told me, this is United States. Mm-hmm. You know, you should wow. speak English. Yeah. 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 So yeah. that thinking still exists. exists. Yes. You know, it, it yeah. still does. I've heard many adults say that even um, in a school setting, mm-hmm. they say that. Mm-hmm. And so that's where my passion comes from, that, you know, language is who we are. Right. You take that away from us and yeah. you are cutting our roots. Right. Then you, growing up, I grew up in Juarez. And my mom was very, very involved in school. And then we moved to this country and she no longer feels welcome. Wow. So as a school principal, I vowed that was not going to be mm-hmm. me. And so, um, you know, my, my marquee on the South side was in Spanish. And I remember the custodian telling me, I'm so glad that you have it in Spanish. Because, you know, your predecessor would post it in English and like, well, who can read it? Exactly. You know, what parents can read it. And so it's about being intentional in everything. When I would send um, letters home to parents, it was always the Spanish first, English on the bottom. Right. You know, again, always elevating because society is not going to do that. So we have to be intentional about it. And... um, I left my campus to join the service center um, for a couple of reasons. Number one was my health, <laughs> to be yeah. quite honest. I was under a lot of a lot of stress, mm-hmm. uh, but I do miss the campus a lot. Yes. I miss the kids so, right? so much. There's nothing uh, else I like miss, spending a day with kids. Yes. I miss them yeah. tremendously, yes. and especially now that I'm an empty nester. I don't oh, have kids, yeah. I'm not even at my house. Yeah. And so, I also felt that, you know, I still have a lot to give and a lot of passion. And so I figured that the Education Service Center would allow me to spread some of my love for dual language Mm -hmm. region-wide, and that has certainly been the case. And now statewide and sometimes even outside of the state, when we get to to travel and um, or at least deliver PD virtually. So so that's that's me in in a nutshell. That's and amazing. Somewhere along the way, also, um, I developed a second passion for kiddos. Well, I don't know if it's second, because they're together. together. <laughs> Kids who are um, coded special ed and they're emerging bilinguals. Yes. Oh, yes. I, I get my natural libre pants on. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Get in the ring. Yeah, yeah, we're right there. You know, that's our ring, right? That's our that's our body. That's our place. Yeah, and we've been we've been trying to get the message out, Melissa and I, when we do these um, these podcasts podcasts here at KFAX, We always try to get the message out that they're diverse learners with diverse needs and abilities, right? Absolutely. And then you throw in language, which is so powerful. And I know. For me growing up, you know, it was pretty powerful because my mother's Hispanic, grew up outside of El Paso, um, you know, went to a school um, outside of El Paso, very close by, and she spoke Spanish, but the entire community was Spanish, like from, you know, her parents her and her grandparents owning the grocery store to 
church to, you know, whatever they were doing, whatever she was involved in. And then went to school for the first time and they called it primer, right? Which is first grade mm-hmm. back then. And um, she was actually held back for refusing to speak English. And she told, and by the way, the school district was run pro- predominantly by people who were American, just white, mm-hmm. not in Spanish. They didn't reflect the students that were there. So I loved that as a principal, you had your marquee because you were reflecting your community. And so she fought with them. She was six years old and fought with them and said, who am I going to speak English to? (laughs) Like, who's going to understand me after this? And so they held her back. And so years later, having my brother and I, she decided, um, you know, in the 70s, yes, that's how old I am, Alyssa. Hey, Um, I was born in 79, (laughs) right there. So still a cool age, yeah. You did not have to wear the pants, though. So anyway, I wish I did. I would have loved those things. Bring them back. Yes, bring them back. So growing up, she decided that as we were starting our education, I spoke mostly Spanish because I was always with my great-grandmother and my family and my mother. And then she said, oh, no, 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 no more, no more Spanish. You're going to get in trouble. And so there's that negativity that's attached to it. And so I hung on to it, like I said, in my head, you know, um, but I understand it. And I, I'm very thankful for having both somewhere in my life so that I do understand it. But I think that's super important. And it's a part of your story. And I know Melissa lost hers. And so that's always difficult. Yes. So um, a big thing for us as a the Generation X child um, and being an early 90s child, a big emphasis was you're going to learn English and you're just going to go in with the status quo. You've got to fit in English. That's it. And then as long as we get you understanding English, that's going to be good. You're on good ground. And Spanish is just to the side. So mm-hmm. that's what the emphasis was of, even though I had a lot of my extended family speak Spanish. My grandmother out in Midlands spoke only Spanish until the day she she passed on. Um, and I think it just matters what city you're in, what town, and what their ways of education is as well. But that's how it was all the way until really, until high school, even in college. Um, but I'm, I'm just so happy that we still have a long way to go, but I'm happy that now there's a little bit more celebration mm-hmm. than there was in the 90s. And embracing. <laughs> embracing. And I know people still get fearful of anything that's different, but you're seeing more of that embrace. And I'm really thankful from a culture standpoint of that mm-hmm. being celebrated in the classroom, not hidden away and not just with, you know, Spanish, but with all cultures. Um, so I, I really do appreciate that, but and I wasn't born and raised here in El Paso. I was born and raised in San Antonio. And so it was just a different time, a different era. But um, like I said, I'm glad that a lot of that is starting to to stop. <laughs> yeah. So and I think um, part of that is the pressures of standardized testing. Yes. You know, yes. that parents... Parents and teachers and principals mm-hmm. like, well, they have to take the test someday in English. Right. Well, they do. Mm-hmm. They do. But if they have a strong enough foundation, they can do it. Right. They, they can do it without you having to mm-hmm. teach just English because right. we know what the research said. The right. research, you know, by Thomas and Collier, the famous mm-hmm. graph, it's just called the graph. Mm-hmm. It shows a mm-hmm. big, big dive when kids enter the yeah. middle school years. 
under ESL, mm-hmm. you right. know, because they can't keep up with the rigor. Right. So they, they can uh, go under the radar at the mm-hmm. elementary school mm-hmm. level, but then middle school, right? They, middle school and high, they can't. And so if we give our kiddos and their families the pride, then we also have to give them the voice. And that's why yes. our conference is so um, important to us. Because as a parent, you can go ask questions. You can go say, hey, wait a minute, they have this program down the street. You know, maybe I should go down the street. Right. You know, mm-hmm. Or how come we don't have it here? Right. Or again, as a parent, we need to be empowered. Mm-hmm. And same with our special needs kids mm-hmm. that we were talking about, right? Yeah. So often you will hear parents say, and even teachers and administrators, oh, well, special education trumps bilingual education. No, it does not. Mm-hmm. No, it does not. You look at the whole child, yes. what are their needs? Mm-hmm. And if they can have their special needs met in a bilingual classroom, then do it. Because we know that they can be successful. Mm-hmm. There's only a small percentage of kiddos who need to be um, in a very restrictive setting right. mm-hmm. where they cannot and will not have access to a dual language education. Mm-hmm. But that's a very small percentage. Right. And again, the parents are the ones who can be that advocate along with the teacher. So exactly. That's, that's my passion also. Speaking of, I am excited about the updates with the LPAC um, I guess form now when the, the parent comes in and fills out the form, there's some changes to that and there's also some updates on considering the progress for the students mm-hmm. and the, the exit criteria, if you will. So now I, one thing I noticed is that there's like a, a progress on there. So I'm like, yay, it's not just, you must be this, this, and this, and this. It kind of has a little bit of flexibility. And so I appreciated that it, a lot. It does. And we'll find out more as, mm-hmm. as the state releases some of this data. But yes, now we're looking at progress, mm-hmm. not just, you know, uh, did they grow this much, right. you know, given given some of the limitations with COVID and access and, and so on. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like so, that progress is going to be more individualized, which is needed. Yes. That's a yes. good, that's yes. right. We're all on our own different journey, as mm-hmm. you can see, but we're all still here to surround our diverse learners, whether it's through language or honoring their language that they're thinking. And because again, it relaxes the brain when you're able to be spoken to or understand your universe, right? Um, in the language that, that comes to you the quickest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for some of us, both of them come to us at the same time. Yes. Which is what we call translanguaging, right? Yes. When I can switch that the idioma para el otro just because I can. I love that. That's the way my you mom know? speaks yeah. all day long. And, and, <laughs> a, lot, English, yeah, right? and a lot of people um, frown upon that. Right. Like stick to one language. I'm sticking to one language because of the of the setting right but if it was a different setting mm-hmm. i can turn it off and on as natural as it yeah. can be yeah and that That's is actually so cool. an asset yes, yes. It, shouldn't, it shouldn't be yes. frowned upon no so, so it's cool. helpful for everybody so, around you too yeah. to pick up the different words that they're starting to understand it includes everybody Right. When you translate, which that's probably one of my favorites, just because I grew up in a household that that's what my oh, mom we, does. So yeah, we, we do that. It's normal. I do that yeah. all I my life. That. Yeah. yeah. You know, again, yeah. It's, it's just about the context. It's right. the setting, right? You yes. wouldn't do that anywhere. Right. It's, it's um, because, again, it's frowned upon depending on, 
on where you're at. Right. Yeah. But it is, it's, that's how flexible our brain is, the right. bilingual brain. And all the cognitive benefits that the bilingual yes, brain has. Yes. I was thinking, you have a really healthy brain. Because <laughs> it keeps I, going I, back. I, yeah. Your dendrites, <laughs> or what's that? that PD on you. Like, Get your dendrites growing. It's just a teacher <laughs> thing, anyhow. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You're all like that nonstop. Well, you know, so. there's actual research that says those of us who are bilingual, uh, yes. we have less chances of um, getting acquiring dementia. Yep. Mm-hmm. See, that's what I'm saying. You got the healthiest brain right now. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So, so all of those benefits, that, those are the things that we're going to talk about during our conference too, yeah. to parents, to Amazing. teachers. We ordered some huge posters so that they're out there for everybody Good. to Lots of resources. All the value. You mm-hmm. are a plethora of resources and yes. we would love to invite you back when we get more updates, maybe on LPAC or dive into another part of it because this is something we could all go you know, on and on with. But more importantly, our community benefits from these conversations here in El Paso. So we appreciate you. Oh, we thank, thank you yes. so much for thank being you. with us. How thank was you. it? So much. It was You're great. Good? Yes. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank good. you. Yes. Thanks for joining us here at Cape Boxer, yes. our Good Vibes Only, um, our 19th Sped Lounge. So marvelous, Melissa and Super Cheryl. Thank you so much. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Annabelle. Thank well, you so I much. Need a, I need an awesome Annabelle. No. no. Something yeah. Spanish. Oh, no. Not awesome. Awesome. Amor de Annabelle. <laughs> <laughs> I will think of one. We'll, yeah. we'll talk to Claudia. I, you know what I like personally? Authentic. Because I say it like it is. And it's a cognate, right? I love that. Authentic. Well, thanks again for being here. Authentic. Thank you. Thank you both. The Special Education Information Center is proud to provide resources and interactive features to help bridge the partnership between schools and families. Live chat with experts as we help you understand your child's disability, your rights, and what options are available to you. Spedtext.org. The preceding program was a paid commercial, which has been paid for by the advertiser whose products and or services are featured in this program.